Hey, welcome to episode nine of the Sunfire Tavern podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sunfire Tavern or hashtag Sunfire Tavern. Same as on Instagram uh, or using the hashtag SFTP, which is Sunfire Tavern podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about features and we're joined by Ben, uh, a colleague and friend of ours. Um, hey, team. Hi, Ben. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Cheers for having me on. That's Ben. And we've also got Ollie here as well. Hello. That's Ollie. Um, and this week we're going to be discussing a few things. We're probably going to go off uh, off book, but we always do. So we're looking at what we've been playing, which is always how we kick off. Uh, game features and what we like and don't like. Uh, the PS5 versus the Xbox Next Gen, which is what we did a little poll uh, over Twitter this week. Uh, the PlayStation State of Play and TV series such as the Umbrella Academy and Stranger Things and, and the things that we're kind of enjoying watching at the moment. Uh, but to kick things off, we'll start off by letting Ben introduce himself. Ben, please go ahead. Hey guys, um, yeah, so as Clark said, um, we work together, but also I'm an illustrator and animator. I've uh, been working in the industry for about 14 years. Um, uh, a range of things from like children's TV, video games, and general advertisement. But anything, my, my love and passion is all things animated, you know. If it's, uh, like I said, if it's children's TV or fancy new Pixar films or anything really, uh, I'm all about the animation and the art. Um, so um, that's me. Um, I don't know else what you want me to say, Clark. What 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 details do I need to give to the audience? Well, what so, do you want me to say? So you said you like things uh, like all things animated. How about animated discussion? Yeah. Are you uh, yeah, for discussion? sure. Yeah, okay. for sure. Hundred percent. Love a <laughs> love a debate on uh, on an animated discussion. Because that's uh, what it's, it's, spicy it's, discussion. It's one of those <laughs> weird things because uh, uh, being being an animator in the industry. It, it almost makes me too critical to a lot of the content I watch, you know, like some people can just sit back and watch, uh, enjoy it for the story or the, uh, I don't know, the dialogue or the music. And I'm just sitting there criticizing every frame. Oh, that doesn't look very good. Oh, what have they done there? You know, the amount of times I get put off a series because it's just horribly stylized or something, you know, it's a, uh, it's a burden I have to bear. So what would be your ultimate role then? If you were to be able to pick any job in the world, what would be your, what would be your ultimate role? Oh, big question. Um, yeah, uh, I guess it's, uh, I guess it's like concept or character design. The, the idea behind the story, you know. Um, many times in the past, I've uh, put together various kind of like concepts and pitch documents for what I'd want to do for a children's TV program. So um, I've always had this uh, this vision about a, a show I'd love to make, which not only is fun and fantastical and just great to watch uh, uh, from, from a child's point of view, but also uh, educational in some kind of way, not in like an in your face, but very much built in the background subtly. Um, uh, some of my biggest inspirations are, you know, more modern things like Adventure Time, which I still think, you know, hits everything that's interesting about a cartoon, uh, about a story, both, both for children and adults, but also there's some uh, deeper learning and uh, lessons to be learned from some of the episodes. It's, it's a really interesting mix of... Uh, entertainment but but education and i uh, i think the the smarter children's tv shows do do this but it's, it's such a subtle way it's not quite the uh, 70s where they put it right in your face uh, um yeah so i'd imagine like so, yeah coming up coming up with like designs and concepts and ideas and stories for sure so this is hmm. something that we've seen a lot in like children's and adult television like i mean you've got shows like archer which are obviously uh -huh. very much aimed at adults, but there's a, there's a meta story going on in the background. Like, um, there's a lot of stuff happening that on your first watch you probably wouldn't pick up. And then you go yeah. you go into like children's TV and you look at things like um, I don't know Rocco's Modern Life. If you remember that TV that cartoon series, mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, yeah. So that was a show that was, was for kids, but definitely not for kids. Like there, there was so much stuff going on that was like really offensive. There was a lot of sexual uh, sex sexual innuendo. I can't talk today. The heat is absolutely destroying me. Oh, uh, it's, it's gross! Very, very absolutely it's, gross! It's gross today. Uh, yeah. So there's tons of shows out there, and, and it kind of. I think it kind of culminated because uh, when you said Adventure Time, I was going to actually go on to that point, but you already kind of hit it. Um, it kind of culminated in shows like Rick and Morty, where mm. where you kind of hit this um, this like mega barrier of suddenly shows being like high concept, very complicated, um, telling like multiple stories at the same time and appealing to like multiple audiences, which is difficult to do. Um, well, there's a, there's an actual interesting thing that happened with uh, in the last maybe ten years. Where you know, for a long time, uh, animation was completely conceived or, or perceived uh, to be for children. You know, and even though we've got a lot of uh, adult animations from uh, from Japan and stuff, still, if anyone saw anything that looked like a cartoon, it was just assumed it was a children's TV or, or for children. You know, and yeah. uh, the animated world has always struggled with trying to show these amazing stories, amazing characters in an animated form. You know, they almost yeah. just get dismissed straight away. But over the last ten years, you know. Obviously, The Simpsons is a, a massive uh, uh, example of this, but some shows have started to break the barrier a little bit, you know, making adult uh, animated TV shows and some absolutely amazing storylines and characters and really thoughtful um, uh, uh, stories, you know. Uh, Bojack Horseman, if you've never seen it, oh, it's absolutely amazing. Well, I, I, and on sure. the surface, yeah, I, absolutely great show. Like well, On I, the surface of it, I, it I, just I, looks I, like... Okay. Talking. Clark loves talking over me. Just, yeah. Shut just up, come on, Clark. Let that man say his things. Go on, you, you talk. You talk. You go. Um, I was just going to say, like, on the surface of it, it just looks like a very simple show. Even the style of it's like kind of gross to look at. And the first couple episodes relies a lot on this kind of physical humor that you know, a cat when it falls out of a tree lands on its all fours. You know, doesn't fall over. You know, a lot of like animal jokes. But then mm. it gets into the deeper nitty gritty stuff, and it's just about a really damaged person yeah. who's trying to find their way in life. And it's so relatable. There's so many moments in the show which are like, holy, wow, this is so real. And I think the fact it's animated just softens the blow a little bit on these on these moments, or makes them even more impactful because you weren't expecting it from a, a show like this, you know? Like, mm. each of the characters goes through some amazing transformations. And I don't think we would have got content like this 10, 12 years ago. I think it's the, the world had to be ready to know that uh, the, the animated world could also be adult. Well, this is the thing is that I think shows like Archer primed the world for it. Um, because, so Bojack Horseman is one of those shows that I went into expecting to hate it. And I had exactly the same opinion of Rick and Morty. Like, people people would not mm. shut up about it. Because they were like, you love Back to the Future. You like high concept stuff. You like things that are a little bit like, um, maybe kind of winking at the audience and maybe not being so obvious. You'll love this. Mm. And I started watching Rick and Morty and didn't like it at all. Like, the first episode I was like, this sucks. I don't know why, why this has been recommended to me. But by, by the end of the first episode, I... I was hooked, like absolutely pulled in. And I had the same thing with BoJack. So I sat down and watched one episode of BoJack and I was like, I don't like this because I think I kind of see myself a little bit in this in this show. Like, yeah, it feels a bit too real. And then I actually started to understand it. And I was like, holy shit, this is this is telling a really deep story. Like this mm. character is like really, um, like really heavily influenced by what's going on around him. Like he's having a really bad time. Um, and he's just he's someone that's a little bit too old. And he's still in that industry that maybe he's a bit too old for. 
And I honestly, I kind of looked at myself and thought, maybe that's me in the games industry now. Maybe it's time to go and be a primary school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nah, so, never so, too old. Never too old. No, mate. you're never too old. <laughs> and we're definitely learning that. But um, so, I mean, we could talk about this all day, which is kind of what the point of a podcast is. But the first major question we have to ask Ben, and we'll start with you, is what what games have you been playing this week? <laughs> so, anyone who knows me at all probably could just tell you exactly what I've been playing this week. Which is Dragon and Ball. It's a, yeah, Dragon Ball. a little known uh, indie title called Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm an I'm a absolutely massive fan of the Dragon Ball franchise. I was watching it uh, when I was a kid, obviously. Uh, its lead protagonist, Goku, has uh, had a massive impact on my life. I feel like I try to embody everything that he is, you know, kind, giving... Um, defender of his friends and family you know uh, always gives everyone a second chance always has a smile on his face always tries to be positive and upbeat um but when he needs to he can get down and focus and for some reason um i've always responded to uh, dragon ball content you know i've bought pretty much every game that's ever come out uh, and some of them have been absolutely trash but do you know what just because it's <laughs> dragon ball i still play it um but for some reason fighters oh my god even if you hated Dragon Ball as a franchise, even if you didn't res uh, resonate with it at all. At its core, it's just an amazing fighting game. The mechanics are really easy to get into, but get super complicated on the way up. Like the learning curve is absolutely perfect. Um, but yeah, so I'm this kind of gamer who I really just knuckle down and focus on one game. You know, I find in some ways it's, it's a bit of a curse because there's so many amazing games that you could play. Um, and, and there's, there's stuff coming out every month, you know, and I've still not got around to playing like other top games in my list, like Last of Us 2. It's still in the background because mm. I still get drawn back to Dragon Ball because it's executed so perfectly. And we go back to animation. The animation in it is top, top quality. Uh, I, I watched a lot of um, uh, uh, behind the scenes kind of making of, uh, of how they created the assets and the characters and, and what references they use to make it look so authentic. And it's this weird game where if you're a fan of the show, you don't know why it looks so perfect, but it just does. And the reasons are they put so much love and care to look at every frame of the comic and extract that exact look, pose, angle and put it into the game. It's just amazing. Well, um, you, so, yeah, I've, it, it definitely looks like, like you're watching a cartoon, like an episode of the cartoon when you're watching someone yeah. play it. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And I, I, I know, I know. I've watched you play it at work, Ollie, and and you probably, mm. I mean, you you probably got enough to say on it as well. Um, yeah. That like, to to me, it kind of reminds me of when they announced Stick of Truth, uh, the South Park game. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Definitely. And, definitely. And and you can look at that game, and you can be forgiven for thinking you were watching an episode of South Park because it's just 100%. the way it's animated is so like it, it, faithful. It's, it's, yeah, so faithful to the series. Thank you. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've been playing Dragon Ball, Ollie. What have you been playing? So I have been playing uh, Okami on Switch. So that's Okami. like the the re the port. It's a port of the. I think it PS2. was originally on PS2, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been playing yeah. through that. Oh, um, actually, it was on the GameCube. I think. Okay, I'm sorry. Was it? it? Was on the, uh, GameCube? Nah, I don't know. I'll throw it out yeah. now. Now I'm, now I doubt myself. I think maybe the GameCube oh. one was a port. Already loading it. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm loading it up. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, fact, check, fact check this. Fact checking. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, no, you carry on, Ollie, and I'll, I'll fact check, and I'm going to prove him wrong in a moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, in any case, um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, I've been, I'm probably about, like, eight hours, eight to ten hours in now, uh, and it's starting to open up and getting more of the, uh, sort of, like, brush abilities and stuff like that, and it's definitely not the game I thought it was going to be, but I'm enjoying it nonetheless. Also, it's really funny. I didn't expect it to be, like, quite humorous, but, I mean, mm. it's quite, like, 
uh, old school sort of like an- it's anime. It's very, very Japanese, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, very, very, very Japanese. But it's quite funny. Yeah, I'm enjoying it quite a lot. Um, also, some of the character designs are great. Like, there's the, when you unlock the uh, cherry bombs, the uh, boar that rides on, that rides on the bomb. Uh, and then like has like all his like little pack of like little boars who are also riding on little bombs is uh, <laughs> was fantastic uh he's my favorite i think his name is like back ba- bakugami or something like that um yeah he's great um but yeah so what else have we oh and i've also been playing um more one step from eden which is that uh ro- like spell card slinging roguelike uh which is super super good i finally got my first clear i got my first neutral neutral ending run and found out it's a game where if you get the neutral ending, it means that you just die and you have to play again. So uh, I'm going to have to do it. It still counts it as a finish, but it's not like a real ending, if you get what I mean, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to have to play through that again. Well, but, I, can, um, I can also say that Akami never never released on the GameCube. It was never on the GameCube. Yeah, oh. made it up, made it up. It's just, just uh, I don't know, how can we put it out there for, for the rest of this I know, I know. <laughs> So you're playing Akami and One Step from Eden, uh, I guess. Um... Yep. Uh, just standard. Oh, oh, oh my God! How could I forget? Of course, um, I've been playing Fall Guys because Fall Guys came out recently, right? Have you guys had a chance to play Fall Guys yet? Yes, I, I I've have. watched. I've watched my housemates playing it, and we just laughed the whole time. Yeah. It was just for like you know fifteen or twenty minutes, but I was just laughing the whole time. It looks so fun. I mean, yeah. the only thing it's missing to me is split screen like co-op. Yeah. You know, I want that couch co-op experience where you're all like fighting each other on the couch as well as on the screen. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so when that comes out, perfect. Well, I've actually been playing it a little bit as well. I've been playing it on PS4, and uh, mm. it, it's definitely a game that's going to smash esports. Like, like yes, esports is going to be <laughs> built around that game because it's really, really fun to watch people play it. But yeah. this is a big but. The UX for that game is absolutely atrocious. Like, it's it's so bad. Yeah, there's I'm, a lot they could do to improve, definitely. But like, so yeah. much, so much of it is like stuff that I think we fixed like 10, 15 years ago in games, and it's just like this game forgot it. Mm. Could you give an example? Loads. Um, so when you're on the PS4 and you join up with a friend and you're grouping up, you have no indication in the game of who your friend is or where they are. The game doesn't oh, tell see. you what their progress is. So if they die and they fall out of the game, the only way you can find out is if they tell you on voice. Yeah. Because it doesn't show you in game. Um, there is oh, one tight. This is this is a main problem that we had with our friends. But like we noticed that there's a tiny indicator to show who your friends are, which is like it's like a tiny little put, like. A pink triangle over them in just in the game right that's the only indication you have and what's even worse is that because of the color scheme it always blends into the background anyway yeah yes yeah. so it's like impossible to see basically but, but it is a very very cool game and i think it's got a massive like i'm looking at this game and i'm getting the same feeling i got when i looked at fortnite which is mm. i don't think this company is aware how big this game is going to be i mean and, it's yeah it's doing oh, hilarious that the hilarious thing is, like, how how is a game like this not come out before? You know, it's it's this Takashi's Castle fun house, exactly, like yeah. battle royale thing with, and and they've per- they've chosen the perfect aesthetic for it because yeah. you know all those kind of crazy wacky game shows have this kind of soft play look to it, mm-hmm. and and it's just so appealing to look at. Even as a viewer not playing the game, it just looks fantastic. Yeah, you know, really draws you in, really colourful, really attractive. The music, oh my god, the music's the music amazing. amazing. It's so it's good. So good. But, so- so this is it. Is is the company that produce the publisher is Devolver Digital? Yeah, the, and... the publisher is Devolver, and the developer is Mediatonic, who yeah, are also so London based. Right. So, so Me- yeah. Mediatonic are the same people that make Little Big Planet and uh, Dreams. Uh, no, that's no, Media no. Molecule. Is that Media Molecule? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, who, it's who Media Mediatonic. Yeah. Okay, Mediatonic have made smaller games, so they 
uh, helped to develop Gears Pop, the mobile game. Oh, yes. Uh, they okay. also they got kind of famous through like, do you remember that pigeon dating sim called Hate oh, Your yeah. Friend? Nope. <laughs> so that so yeah. there was a pigeon dating sim that was really popular ages ago. That um, okay, so I've got, I've got the two. I've actually combined the two companies into one in my head now. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so I thought Media Molecule and uh, Media Tonic were the same company, but I'm just an mm. idiot. Um, no. The, so yeah. So this so, has definitely been their biggest game, like release, and for also sure. for for Devolver as well. I think it's their like the publisher is it's their biggest game now. Well, as you well, see, because... th- this is what confuses me. Is so Devolver have got a very active storyline ongoing where they really do not like um, corporate structure in gaming. They don't yeah. like monetization, microtransactions. They constantly mock it and attack it. And I mean, they've got. Um, I forget her name, but it's the character that keeps popping up at E3. Oh, God, what's you know, name? the CEO oh. who's like... Uh, Nina, Nina Struthers? That's it, Nina. Nina. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got this whole like meta story going on that's been running across like three or four E3s now to the point where people are only tuning in to find out what happens to her. Mm. And it all kicked off about this whole idea of like, you know, you can buy micro money and mega money and all this stuff. And they kept killing people yeah. on stage and stuff because it was so exciting and hyped. And I just find mm. it super odd that they've now gone ahead and released this like very um cookie cutter battle royale game that's that's effectively built on a free to play model but is a paid game because it's got mm. season passes it's got paid transactions it's got all this kind of stuff that doesn't feel right to come from the world of devolver digital as a publisher maybe yes but not as a developer and I'm, I'm so just... now, is that more of a, a media a media tonic uh, that, influence maybe or well, looking at yeah. their games media tonic is all mobile yeah yeah exactly yeah. a lot of it is mobile yeah yeah, yeah. Well, all mobile kind of looking games games that you'd expect mm. to be on a mobile phone uh, but yeah so i mean it's it's a great game um but i don't know i've got a few qualms with it because it's it's definitely going in this direction of gaming that i'm not a big fan of which is heavy microtransactions yeah. but, uh, so, so looking at call of duty war zones for example easily the best battle royale battle royale out there like but by a mile for me um, but still built on this really heavy like season pass model and blah 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 and it just to me it detracts me because every time i come back to it now i feel like i'm miles behind everyone else mm. and uh, i don't like that feeling but anyway we, we could talk about this forever uh however i should probably should talk about what games i've been playing unless you, you uh, i'm sorry just before we get to that i also want to give a shout out to one other game i've been playing which has kind of been uh blowing up on twitch recently it's this game called among us have you guys heard about this game yes no no Okay, so it's uh, it's like a social deduction game, sort of like a werewolf or mafia or Trouble in Terrace Town, if you played that on, on Gary's mod. But uh, it's free to play. It's it's free to play on mobile. Uh, it's $4 on Steam or something like that. It's very cheap. Um, and it's cross-platform as well. Um, but it has been a really great time playing that. So the, the idea is that you're all uh, people on a spaceship, uh, kind of like FTL sort of thing, mm-hmm. and everyone yeah. has tasks to complete, so you know, you might have to um, and you have little mini games to complete tasks, so it might be like, oh, go download this data or go go to the med bay and scan yourself or like align these engines or whatever but then there's also uh, a number of you are like imposters and your idea is to murder everyone else right, but um, the, the, the fact that it's kind of like a real-time uh, game means that you know, when you're doing the murdering and stuff like that it's really, it, as opposed to like werewolf or mafia where you're just kind of like voting people the fact that you're actually like you murder someone and then you can kind of like murder them in places where you would kind of conceal the body because you only get to vote for who like gets jettisoned off the ship when someone finds the body for example <laughs> it's, it's 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 very cool it's very meta also the other thing is that while you're playing the game the rule is that no one's allowed to speak 
until like the actual deliberation phase happens so oh, it's really, wow. it, yeah it's, it's really tense because everyone's like really silent and then <laughs> yeah. you know someone's getting murdered and then it's so funny when when somebody someone finds a body it comes up with a voting screen and everyone just unmutes their microphone and like all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> sort of you people going like <gasps> right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah oh, right. it's so much fun i really cool. highly recommend it yeah, okay, yeah i'm gonna give anyone. that a try um well so for myself i've been yeah, playing yeah. overwatch because it's all i play um <laughs> and what else did i play i played a little bit of gta 5 which is bizarre because uh, wow. some, some of my some of my old university friends we kind of get together once a week for a gaming night and we found gta 5 is really cool because we just kind of drive around the city and chill which is yeah. cool and then okay we were always like right we're gonna go and steal a plane from the the military base <laughs> and that always kicks off and then whatever <laughs> and then other than that i've been playing heroes of the storm um which i've really got back into like mm. i played that religiously when it came out and for, for a very that was a very loud car um yeah i played it religiously for 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 like years after it got launched then i just stopped playing it obviously because i left and whatever uh but this year um i've really got back into that game hardcore because they released a new a new hero may and she's completely changed the meta like she's made it a lot more fun uh, and the game just feels like it's starting to get attention again, so it's a good time to kind of pick it back up. And it's just better than League of Legends in every way, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got a group of uh, friends who, you know, it's about six or seven people who are regularly playing uh, Heroes of the Storm, you know, every night at the chat's like, guys, anyone logging on, this kind of thing. And, you know, it's a, it's a game that's been running for a long time, but maybe Blizzard have put it to the side for a little bit. They did, but yeah, they I'm, the same, I'm, the, I'm the same as you, Clark. I... Uh, being a massive Blizzard fan, I identify completely with uh, Heroes of the Storm. You know, all the characters resonate me with me a lot more than any of the League of Legends or yeah. Heroes of the New Earth characters ever did, or even Dota to that to that extent. Actually, um, so it's the one thing that kept pulling me back. You know, it's like, oh wow, they've added Deathwing. What? I've got to go check yeah, this out. Yeah, that was crazy, know? and that was also like, it's like when they added Cho'Gall as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, hey, we're going to add this hero. hero. Yeah, what? we're going to have a hero that's two players. And the whole storyline oh. of Cho'Gall is that it's the two heads fighting with each other all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they, I love the fact that they managed to turn that into a game mechanic. Like, cause, Perfect analogy. Yeah, so good. It's so, you're I, always like, no, we're doing this. No, we're doing that. No, we're doing this. And, and you end up fighting with your friends like, no, we're going this way. And the one that I have, so, says it. have a if really it, great Cho'Gall story from when I used to play Heroes of the Storm, where um, so I was playing and I was the uh, I think it's Gaul, the one who's the spellcaster, right? Yeah, the spellcaster, um, yeah. yeah, the spellcaster. Um, so obviously you can't move your character or anything like that. So my friend had queued in, he was Cho, so he was going to move the character and do all the movement stuff, right? Except for his computer then decided to die at that point. So I had an AI. <laughs> basically controlling me and moving me around as wow. I was playing as Gaul. And it was one of the funniest and also most frustrating Heroes of the Storm experience <laughs> that I've had. Like, it was me trying to like influence the AI, but just pinging on the map, being like, please go here. Just please, please I need to help this team fight. Just, just, just run here, please. So, so it's like, it's like you've got a personal butler, you know? Yeah. Oh, I can't be bothered to do the navigation. You drive. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just throw spells at people. So for context, <laughs> for context for people that don't know in heroes of the storm there's a hero called Cho chogal uh, and it's a two-player hero and you can only play it with someone who's in your party and the mm. idea is is one person controls the movement and like the kind of the physical attack so punching and whatever and the other person controls like the the ranged spells and the casting and also the ability to kind of jolt him away and mm. as you level up through the game this character gets um more and more moves and abilities that that kind of annoy the other person playing it because you, you do things that you're supposed to combine together but if you don't communicate they don't combine well and you end up just being a useless turd um, yeah. but it's an amazing hero it's also the worst thing they added to the game but one of the best things they added to the game as well because it just yes. made it so much fun 
Uh, but that's cool. So I think we've done what we've been playing enough, and I am conscious that we're we're we're, we're kind of smashing through. Um, so the first major point I wanted to talk about today is game features and what we like and don't like. And I think we've touched on that a little bit with Four Guys and um, like you were talking about with Dragon Ball Z. Um, but yes, yeah, so the idea is is that we kind of bring up key game features, so like experience systems or turn-based strategy or, or whatever, and and kind of explain why we like or don't like them in games and things that we're kind of glad to see the back of that are no longer in games anymore or things that we want to see more of. Uh, mm. To give you an example, like um, Cyberpunk is on its way and they've just announced backstories. And this to me is a feature that I'm always really odd with because you get an enforced backstory on the character and, and the choices are you can be a nomad, a CEO, like an executive, um, or a street like a street rat. And it mm. then plays you an intro sequence based on that character's history. And I, I don't know, like for an RPG, uh, like a game like The Witcher or a game like um, uh, Cyberpunk, it feels a bit odd that you've got this free and open world, but you get forced into that backstory, and I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen anything else in games that kind of stands out as like a particularly good or a bad feature. Uh, but that's I've, got, I've got one. I've got one if you want. Um, yeah, so one of my favorite things I've ever seen in gaming that got implemented really well uh, was this nemesis system from uh, oh, Lord yes. of the Rings Shadow Diablo as well. Shadow Shadow of Shadow War. War. Shadow War. Yeah, Shadow yeah. War. Yeah, yeah. So so good. Like first time I've you know first playthrough of the game. There's this little ratty goblin who you know had. I don't know, some poison ability, and he mm. killed me. And I was like, well, that's it, I'm going back for him. But because every time he kills you, he gets leveled up. I had this freaking ongoing, like, three-hour battle with this guy <laughs> where he just kept killing me. He's immune from, like, stealth kills. This poison dagger does damage over the time. Like, you can't do anything to him. And, oh, my God, I was just like, that's it, I'm leaving him. So he's, like, you know, super boss, orc warlord general or whatever. And I'm like, whatever, I'm out of here. So I changed zones, you know, carry on with the game, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the game, you face up against an orc army before you go to defeat the last boss. And guess who's the boss of that army? Oh, it's your fucking mate who's been giving you grief all goddamn game. It was so good. I was like, you're mine. You're mine. Like, you know, you spent the whole game, like, leveling up, getting better, getting more skills to, to, to attack these people. And then you'll finally get the revenge on this little fucker that's been, like ganking you the whole yeah. game well, see, oh man i love it so much you, you quite literally build a nemesis out of a character so like i mean i, I saw a similar system in diablo uh on console it, it was never yeah yeah so on pc but like no it was really interesting because it came in after this uh, shadow of war thing yeah and it's annoying because uh just to cut you off obviously um <laughs> but that particular system um was to do with your friends list and if yeah. a friend of yours was playing online and got killed by an elite that elite could invade your game yeah and the only annoying thing was like it didn't happen often enough to really be super memorable it was just like oh who was this random and because there's so many like you know elite enemies in diablo you just killed it and it didn't mean anything but um, I wonder what they could do to make that more impactful, you know? Well, it, it, it also powered up. And I remember mm. I saw, like, Killer yeah. of... Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was a friend of mine. It was Killer of that person. And I, yeah, I was, exactly, and I, yeah. And I was like, what the hell is that? Because, I mean, I even worked on the game at the time, and I had no idea that system was in place. So I was like, well, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I mean, there's cool. so... 
so many great features they added to Diablo after uh, Reaper of Souls. Like yeah. some some really interesting ones to keep the um, the flow of the game going, like the uh, the kill streak mechanic. So every yeah. time you kill ten monsters, the counter keeps going up. So it encourages you to keep finding more and like rush, 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 kill more, kill more, kill more, and the reward being a big experience boost. So you yeah. never want it to stop. It's just such a great way because the game's already quite frantic, but it, it added even more. Uh, energy to uh, to the game there. Well, it's fantastic. Features. I think that's what Diablo is, though, isn't it? It's a stack of features. Like it's it's just a load of features that kind of sit on top of each other until you actually get to the one where it's like, okay, we're going to repeat this one, like the, the sure. riffs and that kind of stuff. But yeah, Ollie, I don't know if you've got any uh, features in games that particularly stand out, either positive or negative. Right, I have a I have a big one which I know is wow. kind of, which I've I've talked to a lot of people about this. I know it's kind of. Uh, controversial, not so, in like a weird, like so, moral. So, just to recap, Ollie has a big one and he's talked to a lot of people about oh, right. this. Okay. And it is controversial. <laughs> it is very controversial. It's controversial. I warn you. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, been it's a big one, definitely. Um, no, so uh, it's taken a while uh, to realize, but I kind of just hate uh, randomized loot or RPG mechanics. <laughs> I like, for example, like Borderlands, for example, right? The fact that there's millions and billions of guns, right, that are like randomly generated or auto generated and they have all these damage numbers and cool whatever, I think I think it's just bad. Like yeah. like, like I, I, I it kind of I would take like you know like that the, the only real thing that with Borderlands is that you you kind of just want the orange weapons. You want the legendaries yeah. that have unique, cool effects, right? Like you don't really care that much about like, oh, I have some assault rifle that does like five more damage, like whatever. Yeah. You know? Like like to to me, and the biggest signifier of this kind of thing also is like when you just see like damage numbers. So for me, a very a very recent thing is cyberpunk right like i'm looking at cyberpunk and i love <laughs> i love the love. world yeah like, i love the world i love the setting i love everything they're doing the one thing that i'm really scared of and i don't know if mods are going to fix this or whatever is the fact that because it's an fps rpg i'm going to be in these weird these really stupid not being able to disconnect you know uh sort of suspension of disbelief where i'm going to be dumping like three magazines worth of ammo into like an enemy and just seeing these like damage numbers fly up and i'm like bullet this sponges. guy yes exactly bullet sponging yeah. like, I, I hate it i think that's the problem like it. you know in in the division it had the same thing because you're exactly shooting a human yep. you're shooting a human and you shoot him with a sniper rifle in the face and it's like took 100 damage you're like yeah. what like at least i used to, i love destiny and uh, destiny mm. one the taken king uh, not destiny two a oh, little bit such not a good so much game. but but with that, the disbelief is kind of suspended because they're all aliens. Yeah. You know, you don't know what they're really like. You don't know. You've got no idea of their kind of physiology and you know, whatever. But mm. with humans, especially, you know, like you say, cyberpunk, you know, it's just it's a person. It's right there. It's got a brain. It's got a skull. Bam. Yeah, it should be dead. Especially yeah. as well. So, so the division is the example I was going to raise because if you remember the Bullet King, uh, yeah. there was a whole thing around that NPC that was like the only farmable NPC in the game. Um, I actually made a tribute video to him uh, when they told it, they told everyone they were taking him out or adjusting him, and it was like yeah. this really sad video, like really sad music and stuff, and then like all the fan art of him was like rolling up because there was loads of it. Um, mm. It's not like you're just headshotting a human with like uh, cybernetic abilities or superpowers and stuff. In the division, it's literally just matey Jim, like it's just mm. dude, yeah. Yeah. dude with a gun. Like it, that, that's all they are. They're not superhuman. They're not special. Even the the pyro characters, the ones with the whatever they're called, the cleaners. Mm. All yeah. they are is just chunky humans with a big fire gun. Like they yeah. should be See, headshotable, but some of them were like 
mega bullet sponges and it was so frustrating yeah i've seen it done in tomb raider sometimes where when you start progressing to a certain like you know difficulty of enemy you know the light enemies are just wearing clothes or whatever mm. um but the, there was these heavy enemies in it who had loads of armor plating mm. on and the more you shot the more armor fell off them yeah so it wasn't like i was seeing his health go down but i was making uh, you could it was a conscious uh, visible read and tell to say oh i'm damaging him so if yeah, you've got these like the bullet sponges, exactly, and yeah. if you've got these bullet sponges and you're shooting his head for so long and, and then part of his like helmet starts to crack and break off, I'd be like, great, well, that's the weak point. I'll go for that. Yeah. But like to your point, Ollie, I don't want to just be shooting a guy for five minutes. It exactly, just seems right. weird. Yeah, because it's boring yeah. as well. There's nothing interesting about that. Oh, my God, yeah. I, and I guess the other thing is like kind of you're just seeing it proliferate into like loads of other games as well like you know a good example here is Assassin's Creed. Like the recent Assassin's Creeds have just become like full of god rpg of mechanics right you know like yeah and god of war as well yeah. right where you're just you're no, leveling it's... up you're gaining this loot you're 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 building this kind of like progression but it's not really progression through like new abilities and like uh skills or your personal skill in the game it's just kind of like oh you got a got you got a weapon with like higher damage numbers and yeah. oh there's yeah. enemies with a higher number it's like it's basically they're just it's kind of like it almost to me feels like they're kind of like cheating by just being like oh because someone it's it's, it's, i mean it's a very yeah it's a very natural thing right where, where you just see like oh it's a bigger damage number so that means i'm doing more damage so i'm yeah. powerful but like because it's scaled it it at the end of the day it really doesn't matter no like, no exactly so, i think the last game that i saw where the loot actually stood out to me as like really impactful and I, this is quite an old game it's final fantasy 11 like it's an mmo from mm. what ps2 era like it was out on the ps2 um, and what happens in this game compared to... So Borderlands is the perfect example here. So say if I kill Lucy Goosey in Borderlands, you don't get Lucy Goosey's gun, you get random gun of the whatever. Yeah. In, in Final Fantasy, if you kill Leaping Lizzie, which was an, an, a very famous notorious monster in that game, it was like a low-level notorious monster that kind of hung around in the starter zones. If you killed that, you had a super low chance of getting Lizzie's uh, le- Leaping Boots, which mm. were this super powerful... Uh, uh, like pair of boots that you put on at level seven, which effectively you shouldn't really be equipped until like level fifty. Um, oh, so you had this like massive boost, but they had like a one percent chance of dropping or less. And all of the notorious monsters in that game were on like two hour, five hour, ten hour, twenty four hour spawns, and mm. they would have like these super low drop rates of dropping unique gear. And and yeah. that that actually felt like like you could look at someone walking around in that game and say, okay, I can see that person has fought this god, this monster, this person, and they've been in this thing. Whereas if you look at the same in, say, World of Warcraft, you could stand 100 people next to each other and I would not be able to tell you what any of them has done. Because the, the loot is kind of... I mean, it, most of the loot is randomly generated in WoW now as well. Like, it's got all the... Um, I mean, you do get X item of the Y, but, like, the, 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 the loot that you pick up for one boss won't be the same as the loot that someone else picks up from that boss. Yeah. And I, I just... I find that for a game... For the last example I can give, which is a game that's like 15 years old or maybe even older, that's bad. That's bad for gaming. Like maybe mm-hmm. something needs to be done there, but maybe it's just me being a grumpy old man. Um, <laughs> but I want better loot, damn it. Um, yeah. But I mean, I guess that brings us on because mentioning the PS2. Um, we've now uh, approaching the new generation of console gaming, which is PS5 and Xbox. Whatever. Could I could I just add to a point before we move on? You absolutely yeah, can. So um, I, I actually. Uh, also so i do enjoy loot i love rpgs um and like you say guys you know obviously if you pick up a weapon that's 100 more damage then you're going to use it and sometimes that's like 
I don't know, it obviously it just makes sense. But in mm. some games, um, they've done a really good job, actually, of instead of dropping loot and giving you this, that, and the other, you just get more skilled at the game. I remember, so two examples. I remember my first playthrough of Last of Us 1. You know, mm. you start off very kind of tender and shy, and you're sneaking around a lot, and you're, you're like, oh, man, I can only kill someone if I've got a gun. And then as you progress through the game, you, you just become more comfortable with the mechanics. Almost and although the like. enemies become... Yeah, yeah, and although the enemies become tougher and all the rest of it, you've not really got, you know, better weapons or anything. You just become more adept yeah. at the controlling yeah. the game. You know, you come up to a human, you're like, oh, easy mode. Shoot that guy, run around the corner, shoot the other guy here, run over here. You know, you just get really good at it. And apparently Ghost mm. of Tsushima has a similar... Uh, uh, mechanic as well so you know you don't necessarily get a better sword and the sword of the gods or anything you're you're just getting more trained and adapt you probably unlock more abilities and stuff but you're getting just better at reading of enemies you know that enemies tell you know um yeah i, I guess again well not so much but like dead cells is a similar thing you start to learn the patterns of the enemies and you're oh, like well, i know yeah. exactly what happens here yeah. obviously there are weapon upgrades and that as well but i think when when a game is uh, treating you quite intelligently to like help you learn the way you know yes. it's 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 really oh, it goes to god of war as well like you get really good at mechanically playing that game mm. i went i tried to go back to it like six months later to finish up like some of the side quests i, hadn't done. I didn't have a clue what i was doing <laughs> couldn't do it at all i had no idea yeah like like for me that itself is the biggest driver for progression and i think it's, it's the one that people kind of forget about like you know most people are like oh i just want the, the bigger gun or the bigger yeah. damage thing or whatever but it's really about you as a player like how you are improving and how you're progressing exactly. right yeah, like yeah. and that to me is the most important driver but yeah it's just it's just a shame because then it's kind of like made less important because then it's just like people just being like oh you know when you have like gear checks for example right it's like you're, it's not a check of your skill it's a check of like oh do you have the right gun or like you know do yeah you have can the right you make thing? it past this barrier this arbitrary yeah. barrier yeah exactly right yeah and i hate that i i, I think that's awful but, me, but, me and the housemates were actually playing uh, Diablo all together on a LAN recently, uh, mm. or like, you know, split screen. And we were having so much fun with it. But then one of us found like a ridiculously overpowered weapon, which made like the content trivial, trivial just for them. So mm. we just felt like we were running after behind him, picking up Luke, going, oh, I'm not really having fun with this anymore. Mm. And But it was just like, oh, so annoying that that had to happen because before that, we were learning the fun. mechanics, you know, everything was kind of dangerous, you know. We were all making in incremental increases and it was really great. But then, you know, one broken item comes down and like the game just breaks and you're yeah. like, oh, That's the lame. <laughs> it does happen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Ben, me segueing between two different points is also very difficult. Um, so speaking of segueing, the, the, letter, <laughs> the letter S is also in PlayStation and <laughs> Xboxes. So on, yeah, it's, it's so difficult to segue in between points sometimes. But here we are. <laughs> uh, what, <laughs> so what we asked on Twitter last week was uh, Sony PS5 versus Xbox Next Gen because at the moment we're in the in the kind of phase of where Sony are approaching the launch of their next console. So they've been uh, showing us all this footage. There was the state of play last week, which was probably the most boring thing I've ever watched ever in gaming. It was it was so disappointing. Um, but so we asked on Twitter, Sony PS5 or Xbox Next Gen, what are you most excited for? And it was overwhelming, like with eighty-seven percent of the responses saying Sony PS5. Mm. Um, and I wondered, like, which one? Which one of the two consoles are you guys looking forward to, uh, if any? PS5. PS5. Hands down. <laughs> yeah, hands down. Benny boy. 
Um, well, I've got to say, I've always been a, a... It's weird, right? So I've always been PlayStation until Xbox uh, One came out. And I actually had a friend who worked at Xbox. So we got like, he, he managed to get us discounted ones. And do you know what? I love the Xbox One's uh, uh, layout, UI and home like page and the way you can seamlessly like change between netflix and a game and all this yep. kind of stuff and it really bugged me when i got my ps4 that i couldn't do that and it was yeah. a, it was a feature i never thought i knew i wanted until i had a ps4 and i was like oh cool well i'm done with this game oh my food's ready i'm just gonna watch netflix now you gotta shut the game down mate you gotta open yeah. up netflix what why um where where xbox is almost like you're tabbing to a different screen like you're on the computer well, it's, um, it's effectively windows is what it is <laughs> it really it really is and it's a very under undervalued system i think i think it was fantastic it took me a little while to learn but then once i had it i was like this is brilliant um but yeah for, for ps5 I, I think it's it's gonna be the playstation i think for me um their their actual games and console exclusives speak yeah. to me way more you know yeah. um i've never been a fan of the xbox exclusive games like halo or gears of war um so for me uh, that's you know that's not a reason why I buy the console, but um, you know every console exclusive on the PlayStation, you know I've just absolutely been blown away by it and absolutely adored. Yeah. And I've already spoken about it, but God of War for me was just like, <sighs> mate. I have to mate. play that at some point. I bought it. Oh, I didn't buy it. I even got, got it so given to me good. years ago, and I just never played it. It was a good game. Um, so good. It's the same with Uncharted Four. So that's been installed on my PS4 since launch day, and I mm, never mm. loaded it because I had Uncharted One, Two, and Three to get through. Which I haven't yeah. completed. I'm quite proud of myself for actually completing a game because I never do that. I always get two thirds of the way through and get bored. Um, but I finished Uncharted three and I was like, okay, this is brilliant. I'm going to jump onto four. And then I was like, no, actually, I'm going to play The Last of Us. And I started playing through yeah. that. And then mm. I went through every other game in my backlog, and now I'm lost in my backlog yeah. again. Oh no, um, mate! Uncharted, Uncharted two. When I first played that game, uh, that experience to me was, was so just good. perfect. Perfect. It was like I was playing a film. It yeah. was so yeah. perfectly choreographed and. The action sequences were so well timed with like a puzzle and environmental yep. exploration. It was, it was oh, fun. The, it was, it was oh, super fun. So yeah. good. Mm. Yeah. So um, you know, I haven't looked into too much of the actual future of the games coming out, but um, I think with you know the quality of the stuff that comes from uh, Sony's you know uh, um, console exclusives, it's going to have to be that, this or at is, least to start mm, with. This is the thing: is is Sony have definitely mastered the console? Ex- sorry, the the exclusives. The, the exclusives yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, so Sony have definitely got that down because they know how to get people into their environment, and once people are into the environment, they don't really care anymore. Um, yeah. But uh, if if you watch the state of play, um, there wasn't very much announced that was that exciting, apart from this one game. Uh, which was called Aeon Must Die. And I remember I watched the whole thing and uh, nothing stood out because it was all boring. Uh, there was like Spelunky <laughs> 2 and uh, Braid oh. Remaster. Yes, Bra- Braid? Oh. What the hell was Braid doing oh, no. there? Oh, they've remastered Braid now. Like, Braid! 12 year anniversary! Look out! Like, oh, that, that's that <laughs> okay. game from the developer that was an asshole on Twitter. Like, we're not really interested in this. And then there was this Bug Snacks. Have you seen Bug Snacks? Yeah, yeah, Bug yeah. Snacks. Why? Oh, why? God. Like, great for kids. Like, kids are going to love it. And it's like Pokemon Snap a little bit. So good for that. Um, but keep that away from me because, my God, it's going to burn my eyes. And then, um, <laughs> so then there was this Aeon Must Die. So, um, big fan of the 80s aesthetic. I, I like, um, like, synth waves and that kind of stuff. So this really spoke to me because I was watching it and it was like watching an 80s cartoon but, like, high-concept animation. And it, mm. it was super cool to watch. And, and at the end of it, I was like, right, I'm going on Twitter to find out about that. And I was like, cool, there's loads of stuff on. Oh, no, what's this? And I fell into the discovery behind what actually had happened to this game. It turns out the IP was stolen. 
So it was stolen from the original developers. The original developers weren't paid for their work. The animators that put together the uh, the trailer uh, weren't paid. The clips were then stolen from the animators and sold to a third party. And Christ. no one that has worked on that game has been credited for it. And I was just like, Jesus. why? The one game, the one game in the whole thing of like 20 games. And it's the one that's steeped in, as usual, video game drama. So then the only <sighs> oh, real saving sucks. grace at that point was the Control DLC. Because I haven't finished Control yet, but I do know that by the time I get to the end of that game, I'm going to want DLC because I am loving that game. It's mm. so... I've not played Control. You've not played it? not played it. Have you played Alan Wake? No, apparently you need to play Alan Wake. No, you don't. Nah, no, no. But maybe don't. for the DLC, but not because it actually takes place in the same universe, which is not a spoiler. It's sort of like yeah. really hidden in the background. If you, and if you go out and look for it, you'll find it. Yeah, but that's cool. I, I don't know of another game that's come out in the last few years, or even in the last ten years, where it's taken place in the same universe as another game, but hasn't been directly connected. Because mm. mm. usually mm. you just get sequels and whatever, like um, uh, like Mass Effect. Excuse me, what the hiccups? Mass Effect Two, Mass Effect Three. Um, but this there, game... there was um, oh Christ, what's the the space sim game? Um, and the the, the kind of no, it's an oldie. Um, Oh, we're just going to pause here for a while. But basically, space sim game, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then they had a side game where it was a first-person shooter. So um, the space uh, sim was going on at Eve. the same time. Eve, Eve Online. Eve. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the like, Dust 514 or whatever. Yeah, called. what yeah, an yeah. interesting idea. Like, yeah, mm. we're just going to invade this planet and you go down and then you play the, 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 you know, the ground yeah. troops. I thought that was really interesting. So I know did, it went nowhere. But... Did you see mm. the, the VR game, Valkyrie? No. Possibly one of the best VR games I've ever played. It was amazing. Like you genuinely felt like you were like piloting an X-wing or a Starfighter mm. or something, and you felt like you were in the middle of space, and and wow. shit was real. Like it was really yeah. cool. That's actually what sold VR to me because that's why I bought a VR headset, and it's the one game I've not actually bought on my VR headset yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard I'm useless. <laughs> I've heard Elite Dangerous is pretty good. Uh, like because you can play it with a VR. VR headset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very, yeah. very good. Well. It's 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 a boring game, no matter mm. what you're doing in it. But in VR, it's boring. But cool at the same time yeah <laughs> so you're like, oh, i'm bored but i'm enjoying it <laughs> see now clark you were i don't know if you were were making not making fun of but you you didn't seem very excited by uh spelunky 2 or braid remastered but for me those were the two things where i was like oh this is really cool <laughs> yeah what? Sure. you can play them now Spelunky okay, 2. Fine, fine, I am fine. a huge fan of Spelunky, and I think Derek Yu is like a really, really good game designer. Of course. Uh, and Spelunky was amazing, yeah. So I'm really excited for Spelunky 2. Uh, I'm probably just going to wait for it to come out on Switch. Uh, sorry, on Steam, to be honest. But I mean, um, yeah. These are yeah. amazing games, and don't get me wrong, yeah. like, I'm not mocking them, but I was expecting more from that state of play than that. Like, yeah, fair enough. Fair and, enough and, yeah. and they ended it with this, uh, this thing called Godfall. And oh, right, yeah, so, yeah. so if I can quote a little bit how this trailer went, because effectively they played a tutorial of playing this game. And it was like, you can have a sword, or a long sword, or a two-handed sword, or two <laughs> swords, or a hammer, or a axe, like or a shield. And it was like, okay, cool, you've been over the weapons. And it's like, and it's unique to this game. And everyone was immediately like, no, that's not unique to this game. Like, that's every game ever made. And then he's yeah. like, okay, and you can take your sword or two swords or two-handed sword. And it was just like, what the hell is this? And it, 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 they literally picked probably the most boring footage I've ever seen in my life. And it was it was trying to be a little bit Dark Soulsy, but against the mm. most generic, boring-looking creature. It was the same creature every fight. And then it moved oh. on to this boss, which was just a knight that barely did anything. And it was just this guy, like, hyping it as much as possible, but 
in the most boring way. And you, I got to the end of it and I was like, that's a very boring game. <laughs> I don't want to buy this game yeah. at all. It was so boring. I guess the thing is, like, when the PS5 comes out, if you're a day one purchaser, you know, this is going to be one of those launch titles. And it might not be a great game, but maybe it's one of those games which just, like, gives you that entertainment for the first three months or something, or two months, mm. while, while you're waiting for other stuff to come out. Because, you know, RPG Hack and Slash, those are, that's my jam. So mm. if, if I get to see, you know, some awesome new graphical, like, world, uh, get to play with some RPG mechanics and have a bit of fun with it, maybe that's what this game's meant to be. I mean, if you think back to any first, uh, first release games of, you know, a new console, not many of them are great. Um, Oh, no, and they, ne- they never are. Like, <laughs> it's, it's it's difficult for a, a console to kind of launch and 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 take these titles that are that are new to the world and kind of uh, land solidly. So, like with the PS5, yeah, yeah. they've got they've got Crash Bandicoot <clears throat> Four coming, uh, which is also coming out on PS4 as well, which is really odd. So you've got mm. the PS4 version. I, I'm not sure if they announced PS5 on or not, but it was in this state of play things, which was a very confusing way of presenting games. Uh, but then you've also got um, Horizon Zero Dawn Two. Which is a mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. well-established IP. Uh, people love it. They love the main character. The music's fantastic. Like it's a great game, and that's a really solid thing to launch your new system with. And then yes. got... is that is that a system launcher as well? Is that on my uh, day it, one? From release? what I understand, it is yes. Um, and then that's there's Spider-Man, which is the the game that already came out last year for PS4 or the year before. It's um, like a standalone. Like a DLC, isn't yeah, it? Or... more than a DLC, but not a full game or something. I've, it's I'm like not it's like. Sure. If yeah. the full game had a side story running along it as Miles, whatever his name is, I forgot his Morales. name. Morales. Miles Morales, thank you. Yes, which is super one, yeah. cool. Like, we're getting to play as an unusual version of Spider-Man, uh, a person of color as well, which is unusual in um, in the Marvel Universe so far. Like, you don't really see mm. many of them. So that's cool. Um, yeah. And Spider-Man was, was a flawless game. Like, I can't fault that game in any way because it was so damn good. Uh, but I feel like it's a bit of a phone-in, like, well, a bit, um, like, a bit lazy. Like, okay, we've got this game, it's a bit of a side story, and here it is. Like, almost like they've kind of gone, the, the system's launching, launching, oh shit, we need to launch some games as well. I just copy paste that one and just repaint it a little bit, and it'll be fine. Like, is that also a PS4 release, by the way? Is that, I don't know. Is that, that just, no, just PS5? Because that seems a little bit odd. Well, there's a lot so of I'd imagine, like, around a bit this like, stuff. Yeah, because I, I, a bit like how they uh, launched on PS4 The Last of Us Remastered, but yeah. it included DLC. So it was yeah. more like us oh, as a one package. Yeah. So maybe, like, it's coming out on the PS4 as well, but for people who haven't, you know, pay, played that game yet, here's the one pack, you know. Mm. Yeah, maybe. It's just it's a very obscure mm. thing because they're, they're kind of rolling into this thing now where you can buy games on PS4 that you'll also own on the PS5, and no one's yes. really answered yeah. the question how that's going to work yet. Because like, is it going to be oh a license? God. Is it going to be a disc? What's it? Because even do you know? Go ahead. You know what? Like. Um... One thing that triggers me more than anything is having to buy the same game multiple times. Oh. Like, I've got five <laughs> copies of Diablo 3 and even more copies of Dragon Ball. And <laughs> guess what? I've also bought all the fucking DLC characters for all of it. It's like, okay, I love these developers, so fine, have my money. But, like, why can't I just own the game? You well, know, I think that actually might, I, I, I genuinely think that might be the next big step in gaming is instead of buying the game, you buy the game like you, you yeah. buy a centralized license, license. for it. Yeah. And, and because we've all got accounts for every damn gaming company known to my account. Like I've got a Blizzard account, an EA account, a Ubisoft account, a God knows what account. Um, yeah. 
what's to stop me from just having that license? And I know that there's a money problem because mm. the PS4 version costs different than the PC version. Well, it's the it's the development cost for other consoles as well, right? Like you know, yeah. So a, this the is... team that the team that developed Diablo didn't develop the Switch version. You no, know? of course. It's like, and this fair is enough. Of, so but... if if you've noticed, like the price of games is 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 not just creeping up now; it's skyrocketing. Like we've mm-hmm. gone from forty to seventy in in a very short space of time. Uh, Oof, I think, who, I think who's the, paying seventy quid for a game? Premium titles are now seventy pounds. That's the price of AAA gaming on PS Five. Uh, I, I paid sixty five pounds for Breath of the Wild when it came out. I, crazy. I, I, I paid thirty euros for Breath of the Wild when on the day of launch. <laughs> I did a lot of voucher what? surfing for oh, like, things, and and I managed to get like a super cheap Switch and a free. Um, Pro controller, but that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but as as we're kind of short on time, and we've got one more subject to cover, which is TV series. Um, what I'm asking is because at the moment we're in a, we've just come out of COVID, so um, I mean COVID's still a thing. Well, it's absolutely still a thing, but we've just come out. We're, we're back in, mate. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we come up for a little brief, little yeah. bit of air, <gasps> and back in, and straight back in because COVID's not over. COVID is still a very real threat, and I do hope everyone's listening is wearing masks, social distancing, and being well behaved. Um, mm. But we've just come out of the first kind of phase of it, which is this, we've all been in lockdown, everyone's kind of creeping back out and testing the waters and stuff, and we all know damn well that we're going to go back into lockdown soon. It's, it's coming. We know it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in that time, there's been a lot of impact on television and movies and also video games. In the, uh, a lot of things that were supposed to be being launched um, in March and April have been completely delayed to the point where they're not coming out to the end of the year, like Mulan, um, Tenet, which I finally remember the name of it now. Yes. Yeah, I had it tattooed on my hand just so I remember. Um, <laughs> and there's a couple of TV series as well. So the, the one that's the one that I'm worried about is Stranger Things season four, because uh, traditionally they come out on Halloween, and we've obviously got Halloween like a month away. What are we in now? September, August? No, in August, mate. Should know. It's a good what job. My time? job is not seasonal and doesn't based on very heavy timings, which absolutely what my job is. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we're approaching the we're approaching Halloween, which is when Stranger Things four I hope is going to launch, but it probably won't. Uh, and what I wanted to ask is: is there a TV series that you're hyped for, that you were waiting for, has been delayed, or something that you just can't wait for, like Umbrella Academy season two, The Boys season two, like all this kind of stuff that's coming out? Mm. Go nuts! So for me, I guess like I don't, uh, I'm I'm not really I don't really follow like anticipate like follow a lot of these series like in, in anticipation or whatever but it's more like oh when it when this next season of it comes up, i'm like oh cool and then you know i'll just watch it uh, like i guess there. So, yeah, yeah yeah exactly so, so so for me i guess it's the boys season two oh, i know that's, yes. that's coming out yeah um i still need to watch umbrella academy i think i've seen like what i watched one episode and thought it was really yeah. good and then just didn't follow I just, through I for some reason so but... bored of that the season one like it's really good until it just stops being good and gets really boring Mm, okay, uh, but I'm gonna have to watch it again because I re- like the the trailer for season two, the like where they go back in time to the war and there's mm. the nukes and stuff. I was just like, this looks like the kind of thing I like. Like I want to watch yeah. this, but my, I don't want to go f- into it with not knowing anything that happened to the characters. Sorry, I'm I'm over talking. Oh, no, 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 it's yeah. fine. I was just saying that my uh, f- uh, friends have been highly regarding the second season, saying it's very good. So oh, yeah, good. It's, it's definitely on my radar. Uh, I recently watched Castlevania season three uh, on Netflix, which was super Is that good. The anime? But- yeah, the anime. Yeah. I, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Like season one was like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's like four episodes, like an intro. Season two was better than I th- like, surprisingly good. I was like, yeah, better than I thought it would be. And then season three has been like really good. So, oh, good. I might give that a try. 
Although yeah, I'm always good. reticent to go into animes and stuff because I'm one of those people that thinks I'm too old to watch animes, and I'm absolutely not because uh, last year, in fact, I went to this amazing group of people called Broccoli Cinema Club. Awesome. I highly <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's actually, for listener concepts, it's Ben's uh, event that he runs every now and again where they invite It's a little indie, indie, indie cinema we have. Uh, in broccoli it's, it's very good very mainly good, because they've well. got this projector in their living room on this massive screen which is awesome and mm. we watched this movie called paprika and yeah so i've heard good things so i was expecting to go into this and hating every second of it because it just didn't interest me at all and then within about i'd say 30 seconds of watching the intro i was hooked like I, I was sold on it because the music was awesome like the premise was so cool and i realized very quickly that this is the movie that inspired inception yeah, which actually yeah. what it was like it was the movie that inspired Inception and we got through it and I got to the end of it and I was speechless which you might have noticed is difficult for me because I don't tend to stop talking um, and getting it's really that, irritating shut up Ben <laughs> thank god for editing um, but no I got to the end of that movie and I was like okay this has kind of changed my opinion on what anime is to me now because I've, I haven't watched anime for since like Sailor Moon or whatever mm. um and getting to the end of that movie, it was just like, okay, maybe I do like anime again, or maybe I'm enjoying it. So I went out and watched a few others. Didn't have the same impact because, um, you know, there were. Uh, but one that's next on my list is Akira, which I've never yeah. watched. Yeah, oh, supposed that's to really amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so that was good. Uh, but Ben, like, what TV series are you looking forward to? Yeah, I'm a bit like Ollie, really. Um, like, TV's not a massive part of my life. Um, uh, so if a series does come out, um, it, it could just sneak up on me or it will be, someone has recommended it, but I haven't got around to watching it and I'll, it'll be six months later and I'll be like, Oh my God, guys, have you seen it? And they're like, yeah, we, we told you about it. And I'm like, okay. But yeah, I'm with you. The boys, uh, season one, I thought was fantastic. So really, uh, really interested in the season two, um, to go to anime. Uh, I actually watched uh, an anime earlier in the year called Demon Slayer, which I yeah! freaking loved. <laughs> So the season two is on the way for that. So I'm really, really into, into so, that right now. To, um, to go back just to the point you made about the boys, did you go into that show expecting it to be good or did you go in with no expectations? I literally had nothing. No expectations uh, at all. And then, and then I watched the first episode and I'm like, oh, yeah. whoa, <laughs> let's so go. <laughs> it's, it's when it goes from being a show about superheroes to a show about absolute assholes. That's, yeah, when, yeah, that's yeah. when it was to me. I was like, okay, I like this. This is cool. And, yeah. and you know, the scene, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to be too explicit because it's, it's obviously quite an offensive and upsetting scene. Uh, but there's the scene where the girl first arrives in the headquarters. Oh, and she goes awful. Up into, awful. Yeah. yeah. That, so shit. Oh that my God. was the moment where I was like, okay, this show is hitting some pretty hard stuff. And I like this. Like, this, not what's going on, obviously, but I like. Did not uh, expect yeah. it. No. So that no. was cool. And I, I sort of had the similar thing with a lot of Netflix shows. There was one called uh, I'm Not Okay With This, if you've seen that. I've heard of it. So this is a, a yeah. real like sleeper hit. Like it's so quiet and so in the background because it's sort of overshadowed by Stranger Things. But if mm. you like Stranger Things and you like The Boys, this probably sits in the middle of those two shows. Okay. Uh, so it, so it, it's set. It, it's sort of not really time locked because it looks like it's set in the early eighties, but it's not. It's set now, and it's just this girl who's dealing with the fact that if if you played Life is Strange, it's not a dissimilar story to that. It's a girl dealing with the fact that she's developing superpowers and she doesn't really want them. She doesn't know what to do with him. She keeps oh, her yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's really well done because it's done in a way where I think, you know, there's probably a lot of people I know that would react in a similar way. Because mm. it's mm. not suddenly like, she's suddenly a god. It's like more like, oh, God, now I can, like, now I can crush things with my bare hands and I don't want to. I just want to eat an ice cream or whatever. Like, it's it's dealing with that kind of stuff, which is kind of cool. And it's a really good yeah. show. Like, I would highly that sounds really good. that one. Sorry, what's the name of it? Uh, I'm not okay with this. 
Okay, I'm going to put that on my list. That, that sounds a, really good. There was a lot of Netflix shows in the background that have that have done really well, like the OA, for example. Mm. Brilliant show. No one ever watched it, and um, Sense Eight as well. But Sense Eight is a little bit graphic and a little bit risque because there's like the mental orgy that takes place at the, at the start. Yes, of it, which yeah. which is a bit. Even I got to the end of that and I was like, "Whoo, <laughs> spit much." All right, maybe maybe yeah. sense this out a little bit. But then there's <laughs> the Netflix have just announced a movie that's coming out early September. And it's by the writer of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And it's got mm-hmm. Tony Collette in it, who is one of my favorite actresses of all time. She played Muriel in Muriel's Wedding. Um, and this trailer, so you watch the trailer for it, and it will give you very much Get Out vibes, mm. where you sort of start watching it and you expect it to be very much one thing. And then it's absolutely not that. It's completely something else. So I can't remember the name of the, the thing now, but um, I'll Google it. But while I'm doing that, I guess because we're running out of time. I don't know if you guys have got any more TV shows or movies you want to talk about. Uh, I recently watched Parasite. I'm very late. <laughs> very late. Nice. Movie is. But yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I can I can understand why it, when I obviously no one spoiled it for me, which is I'm very thankful for that. But like when I asked people, uh, they they would always say like it's a really good film. You should watch it. And then I probably would never watch it again. That's that's what they said. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you go in it knowing anything about it, Ollie? Because oh, I think that's completely one of the... blind. Like exactly. Yeah, yeah perfect. I had no perfect. idea at all. I, if, every about. moment I was like, "Oh, it's this kind of film." Yeah. Oh, and no, it's, like, it's oh, this it's kind not. of film. Yeah. Oh wait, it's this kind of film. And it took me ages. Well, it's <laughs> fantastic. But like, the, I never saw a trailer. Oh, there was a lot of buzz around it. Obviously, it got so many accolades. Yes. Um, but but watching it was such a a journey, and mm. I bought into every character. It was it was fantastic. Yeah. I thought. It was great film yeah great film yeah yeah, yeah. really good well so, really uh, different yeah. as well like i don't think we've had that you know there's i don't want to spoil it but there's been those kind of like themes maybe and as a subplot in some films but they lent so hard into this and you got so drawn yeah. in to the drama of every character of the family yeah uh, well, you, you never saw the switch coming yeah yeah, yeah it's mm. so good and that 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 bit when there is the switch and you're just like Oh, uh, so, so th- yeah. th- there's a lot of movies that have come out in the last 10 years that have that moment of switch where mm. the movie goes from being one thing to being absolutely something else like mm. so by comparison you look, you can look at movies like midsummer where all the way through yeah. that movie yeah, it's yeah. getting creepier and creepier and creepier until it gets really too creepy it doesn't change mm. much you, you sort of know where it's going but it's still a fantastic movie and then yeah. you've got uh parasite and you've got like um can't think of any other movies now. <laughs> I forgot all movies in the world. <laughs> no movies exist. But yeah, you've got movies like Parasite where oh, Get Out is the one I was thinking of. Where you yeah. get halfway through the movie and you're just like, oh, okay, we're going that direction. And, and the, the movie that I was talking about on Netflix is called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. And okay. it, it's got another main character that's very similar to the main character in that other TV series I was talking about, the um, I'm Not Okay With This. So mm-hmm. a very similar look. Like She looks like a, a 70s or 80s actress. And I'm liking that they're starting to use a lot more actresses now that look like that kind of aesthetic. Because it's less mm. about being drop-dead beautiful and more just being, like, you know, cool-looking. Um, yeah. So I highly recommend that you, you check that out because I'm, I'm going to watch that as soon as it comes out on September the 4th. Uh, but as we are running out of time, uh, Ben, I don't know if you want to plug any of your social content. If you've got a Twitter channel, an Instagram that you want people to follow, you can take a minute now just to... I have literally no social media channels. Um, but I will say... I've started playing Warhammer 40,000, and it is freaking awesome. And the new uh, edition came out, ninth. So uh, if you've ever wanted to get into, you know, war, battle, tabletop gaming, now's the time. It's, been, it's never been better. The models are amazing. The game mechanics are great. Um, and it is a great social time. 
Um, there's a, a fantastic board game cafe called Bad Moon Cafe. They do great food, coffee, cocktails, and they've got all the boards ready to play on. Um, but yeah, for myself, nah, not really. Warhammer, oh, though. That's yes. awesome. Blood Angels, let's go. So, in closing, play Warhammer and go to board ga- the board game cafe. Um, Bad Moon Cafe. Bad Moon. Bad Moon. Bad Moon cafe. Go to board game yeah. cafe. That's, that's board <laughs> game or cafe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ollie, did you have anything before we, before we drop off? Uh, nope, just the usual. Thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, hopefully we'll you know come come in next week. We'll have some more more discussions and everything. Uh, follow yes. us on Twitter and on, at Sunfire Tavern. Is that correct? It is at Sunfire right? Tavern <laughs> using right. the hashtag SFTP, which is Sunfire Tavern Podcast. I'm trying to reduce the amount of letters in the tweets now because I'm starting to write more in them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, to follow on from Ollie, uh, yeah, follow us at Sunfire Tavern on Twitter. Uh, we're starting to post on Instagram now as well because I finally worked out how to dual account on my phone, which is awesome. Considering someone as a social media manager, I should have known how to do that anyway. Um, and also, we've got another special guest next week, but just keep an eye out for tweets this week as we uh, pop out another poll. And I need to work out what the poll is going to be this week. So, uh, But if you've got any suggestions or things you want to talk about, drop us a line uh, on Twitter and we can add you to the show. Uh, thank you very much and thank you for your time, Ben. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah, cheers for having us, guys. It's been really fun. Yep, I hope you enjoyed Thanks, yourself. Yeah. And cheers, Ollie, as well. And I guess everyone take care. See you guys. See ya. Bye.